worldwide sailors today we're going to be covering the story of noah and what happened to his family so this is going to be a super exciting chapter so i hope you got your floaties on hi mark hey how's it going good so how are you we're going to be ready to start a lot of genesis i know that we talked yeah. about this is going to take a lot of time to go over so many things that are happening in this chapter including the story of nephilims and the whole flood and killing off of humanity. So uh, I guess we're just going to jump right into. You know, I thought about. I thought maybe we should cancel this week because I had a uh, a beard accident. Oh no! They, they they shaved off my beard, so I kind of feel like Samson. <laughs> I've lost my powers, you know, because you get you, if you study the Bible, you got to have a beard. Yeah, you know? I mean that's just yeah. a rule. So yeah. it was uh, the the barber kind of had a misunderstanding and. I wanted to trim the beard, but she shaved it all off. So, uh, oh no, <laughs> I feel uh, I feel violated. Different. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very ashamed. Like so, well, well, hopefully, we can get through this without the beard. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, bye. <laughs> it'll grow back, I guess. Actually, that would have been a perfect accident if we were in that chapter of Samson. Yeah, no, that's what it, that's what it feels like, you know. Although I didn't take an official uh, Nazarite vow, but it's I, I started growing the beard in the uh, in 2020 of Mar March of 2020 when when healthy people began uh, working from home. Yeah, <laughs> and that was so, probably uh, a lot. That took two years or three years, and now it's all off. I'm still working from home. <laughs> I don't mind it. I like that idea of working from home because I was struggling before that to go. Oh uh, yeah, another. I hated it. Yeah, I hated it. But uh, what it it is what it is. To uh, learning to uh, embrace the tribulation. Yeah, I made the best of it. So who's going to read today? So today we got the Nephilim <laughs> and the sons of God and all that stuff. So uh, the first uh, couple, first um, was it eight verses of. Genesis 6. I think you should read it. You do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Next one. And this is the modern English version. Is that right? Yeah. That's um, the okay. I'll read, try to read that one. All right. So Genesis 6. When, well, we'll see what this translation says. When men began to multiply in the face of the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were fair and took his wives any they chose. Well, we better stop there. That's uh, oh, that was verse one and two. So there's a lot to unpack there. So what is going on? And um, men began to multiply. Daughters were born to them. That's pretty straightforward, right? There's a lot of people in the world now, and they had daughters. They also had sons, I guess, as well. But yes. um, now, the, now the sons of God. So the daughters of men are probably just uh, human females. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think at this point they're me. all human, right? That so the when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born. So, okay, so I mean, I guess they always had daughters, but uh, so so who are the sons of God? That's kind of the uh, that's the, you know. In, in fact, they call this uh, passage one through four verses one through four. They say this is one of the most debated and um, difficult passages in the entire Old Testament, just so you know what we're getting into here. Yeah, I'm uh, sure, because it's not always clear on what they're meaning. But I think the sons of God, wouldn't that imply the angels that he already created? In, in the book of Job, three times this phrase is used, and there's one where it says, when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them, 
So there's Job 1, and then Job 2, verse 1 says, uh, again, the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Satan came among them. And then Job 38, 7 says, when the morning stars sang together and all these sons of God shouted for joy, and that's talking about um, that when during the creation of the world, so it's before the creation angels. of human beings. Yeah. It's all angels, right? The the. Yeah, and also even in the New Testament, there's a phrase uh, talking about we will become sons of God. You know, so I think the term sons of God is talking about, you know, entities or, you know, angelic divine beings who are created directly by God, not the same way that God created Adam. Right, because Adam was created from the dust of the ground and all living things on planet Earth are made from the dust of the ground. And... So uh, technically, we're not really sons and daughters physically of God, only in spirit. So this must be talking about a spiritual world that he yeah. created in the heavens. Yeah, so it says the daughters of men, and then they're sons of God. So there's kind of this contrast, right? So yeah. there's daughters of men would be human females, and they'd also be sons of men, would be human, human, uh, human males, sons of men. And then sons of God are contrasted with that. And there's there's basically four main views of this. And some people, um, well, we, we can get into that later, I guess. But what do you Nephilim. think it is? What, I mean, well, I, th I think, yeah, I mean, the sons of God, I mean, there's been, uh, what? well, more importantly, more impo before we get to, before we get to that, what would, what's the way to approach this is what do you think the writer had in mind and the original audience? What was the worldview? And this is, we're talking something at least uh, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 years old. You know, this passage here written a long time, probably written by, if it was written by Moses, but, there, you know, the story itself took place, uh, you know, many thousands of years ago. And um, what was the worldview back then? What what was the writer? What was the original? What is the writer well, trying to convey here? I think in those days, the people must have known the difference between who the sons of God were. Like their whole religious view of who God was, and God was talking to them directly. And, you know, none of the stuff that we know today even existed. It, it would probably look completely different, even physically. Like the whole planet would have looked different. People would have looked different. So they must have known right away, like who God was, because we just came off of Adam and Eve story and God was directly in that story and now we're still in you know very early stage so yeah and, Moses, and the writer so yeah so what did the, yeah what was the uh, what were they thinking what are they trying to convey what do they mean by that what do they mean by the phrase and what did the original audience understand this to mean what do you I mean that's I, the really I the question think they I think probably were already talking to that realm like the angelic realm you know like the angels must have been around. yeah 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 they had these this uh worldview right a supernatural yeah. worldview that has kind of been taken away from, we've kind of lost that supernatural worldview these days yeah so when a modern reader reads this we think oh no way that's impossible that can't happen yeah right um you know because it says the sons of god took wives human female wives well, that's my question. So, so that's the, the can they do that? Well, in uh, in the in the Abraham story, we see uh, Abraham eating lunch with three angels. 
Do you they have a stomach? Have angels come in human form, like they're just like us. They possess. It happens. Yeah, that's what the Bible qualities. tells us. Basically, that's what the Bible says. There's a lot of instances where angels appear on Earth, and uh, people don't recognize them. But see, here's angels. the problem. So, like, if they come in human form, they're technically representing themselves as fully human. So all the bodily. Well, things, I don't know about that. Would be yeah, human. I mean, yeah, well. Yeah, that would kind of make sense, you know, um, but if they're eating food. Have, uh, Nephilim children, if they were human body. So something is more than a human, sounds like. Yeah, I mean, they would be, uh, if they come here, here and look, well, that's the thing, is like, what are these angels originally, and um, how different are they from us? They may not be as different from us as we think. They live in a different place. Uh, they live above us in heaven. I think um, that's probably correct because right in the beginning, didn't it say we will make man in our image? Yeah. So that means yeah. likely yeah, we represent them already. We're created a little lower than the angels. There, yeah. I think there's, and God created all of us, right? And um, I mean, they're almost maybe kind of like cousins or something, you know? So there, I think there's some similarities, at least similar enough so that when they come to earth, they take on this physical body that looks human, you know? It, it may not be exactly the same as ours, but, and it may be a temporary situation, right? Well, if they was... come here and then they go again, they go away again, they go back to their original form. Yeah, because uh, the Nephilim, because I have more questions about, like, even if they're in our representing of a human well, body, yeah. you still can't, I don't know how angels and humans can, like, because Genesis 1 talks about everything in its own kind. Like all the animals in their own kind, humans in their own kind. Well, keep in mind what these sons, what these, um, in fact, you know what the, um, yeah. So if, if they're angels, they, um, they did something they're not supposed to do. But how can they, they basically they broke the law with when they were able to do it? Well, how are they able to eat food? Do they have a stomach? Do they go to the bathroom? Yeah, but they're able to like cross time <laughs> and space, right? So they're not just human. And the consequences of what they did with the women ended up resulting in these weird They're like shapeshifters. Yeah, they come they come in human form. I mean, the Bible is full of instances of them coming in human form. Yeah. So uh, especially in Abraham, which comes up soon after this uh, in in Genesis. You know? But um, so if they, you know, and this this was the well. Here's the thing: this was the worldview they had back then. Every culture. In the world, um, even today, they have these ancient stories of angelic beings coming to Earth, mating with human females. Um, so I believe that this this was the intention of the writer to say that these were angels mating with humans. You know what I mean? And then later on, some people thought, well, maybe that's not what it really says. It, it means uh, the descendants of Seth, the righteous sons oh. of seth but the problem with that view is not too many people really believe that anymore in, in terms of yeah. uh, you know scholars it's fallen out of favor and um the problem with that is then why are they doing this thing they're not supposed to be doing and yeah why would that create either that because it, it does it wouldn't make sense if it was just seth's descendants to go into the supernatural story because this entire book yeah. is very supernatural so we went from god creating everything two people on earth sinning and causing all the curse upon the planet 
And now we're into the supernatural world that nobody would ever believe unless it's written down. I think it is meant to be a separation of angels with man. But then the yeah, next verse yeah. doesn't make any sense to go along. Well, okay, verse 3. Yeah, verse 3. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His day shall be 120 years. That does seem a little bit out of place. It is, yeah. Um, but there must be a reason for it. And there's a lot of debate. Does that mean the lifespan of human beings will be 120 years? However, people did continue to live longer than that for a while. So maybe it just progressively, eventually, the lifespan shortened to that. Or did it mean um, did it mean the flood would come 120 years later? You know what I mean? There's kind of two views on that. Um I, I, th I think it's talking about a lifespan, to be honest. Like yeah. for me, that. But I haven't. Uh, maybe if you broke out some charts somewhere, they would show. If if you can show that that's that the flood happened 120 years later, then then that's uh, that would be a good argument. But uh, but progressively, lifespan has gotten shorter and shorter, and now. Yeah, yeah, I and that is about the limit these days. You know, the 120 yeah. years is pretty much the limit, and it doesn't have to be an exact thing. Sometimes when they throw numbers out in the Bible, it's not always a literal exact number, you know. And you um, see people aging a certain symmetrical way, like the bell curve in a way, where yeah. if it wasn't capped at 120 years, it wouldn't look like that. So we naturally have a certain time frame for babies, adults, seniors, and at the end of days. And if you think about it, really what's happening here is that it, it kind of makes the women look like innocent victims here. But, you know, it doesn't necessarily say it's, see, we don't have all the details in this passage, but it may imply that the, uh, if you think about it, the women, if they're, if they're husbands and, you know, say a divine being, an angel, that's kind of a, a major upgrade in status. And they have these uh, powerful children, these offspring. So it's possible, and, and back then, the uh, most marriages were arranged marriages, um, although it seems like here the sons of God just took the women, you know, but what if the women were willing participants, I and bet this just kind of the, became the normal thing? Yeah, I, I totally think the women were equally participants, because they would they probably looked good, the sons of God, right? They probably were handsome, they had super good yeah. and they were going to create these great men of that day so why not and they probably yeah. be poor i'm pretty sure if they came from angelic realm they weren't going to pick the poor poverty level so they probably had means of being you know the great men of that day wealth wise too so i think the women definitely thought that they were good contenders yeah and even the family so that so in that sense it kind of corrupted human beings and that's that's really what happened here is that it's not we can't we're we're not just blaming these these fallen angels these rebellious angels for coming down and doing this. Um, although they are punished for this, we see there's there's two references to this in the New Testament. We can look at later, but uh, but yeah, there's there's a human component to this as well that people are going along with this and that this, this corrupted humanity. I mean, people were pretty corrupt already from the uh, the story so far up through Genesis five. And uh, people were now there was the, the yeah, the line of Seth. It seems like those people were praying to God and offering sacrifices and they had faith and all this kind of stuff. But it seems like now the uh, when the fallen angels came to earth, 
that fully corrupted people even more. You know, it's almost kind of like when Satan entered the Garden of Eden, you know, um, yeah, corruption, corruption, that people were deceived and enticed by what he had to say. Genetically corrupt, too. I think this was a big story. That is a big story in uh, Noah, that because of this angel-human uh, breeding, that they corrupted all life genetically. And I, th I think as we go on, it'll talk about like how wicked they were. And I know yeah. in the, the book of, is it book of Noah? Enoch. But uh, we, we shouldn't mention that too much. See, that's the thing. Well, let's, let's go to the next part here, the Nephilim, if you want, the verse 4, the Nephilim. Now, that is the Hebrew word, by the way. That, that's, that's what it says in Hebrew, Nephilim. That's a transliteration. And in the Greek, it says... Uh, gigantes giants so the greek old testament says giants hebrew says nephilim um I like this word better because giant is confusing do they mean giant like super physically giant yeah or yeah that word is used almost uh, 40 times in the huh. in the septuagint in the old in the greek old testament and the greek old testament was the main bible that the new testament writers used and they quoted from it all the time. So anyway, let's let's read verse four. So the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. Okay, those days. What is those days when the which is verses one and two basically? And also after that, and also after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, which we're already told that happened, right? So so uh, verses one and two. So he's kind of rehashing verses one and two that during the times of verses one and two, when more when the population began to increase the uh sons of god which i believe and it sounds like you believe as well were angelic beings angels or uh, div divine beings Elohim. Yeah. but this um, doesn't make any sense to me because i thought the whole <laughs> nephilims were born out of the well let's let's finish it off let's finish the verse here yeah that i mean it's it's a very confusing sentence actually it's not very clear uh, came in the daughters of men. There before it they says they're they're on earth in those days and off and also after that when the sons of God when the angels came into the daughters of men the Nephilim were on. The, no, it could it could still be the offspring of of that union, you know, and that it's, it explains why they existed because they were the children of these angels and human females. Well, it's the word after that. Yeah, because it kind of makes it seem like after those days. Yeah, is that is it talking about the pre-flood world and then after the flood? Because the word Nephilim shows up two more times after the flood in uh, in the Bible. The word Nephilim is used three times in the Bible in the Hebrew Bible, but yeah. the word giants is used like almost forty times in the in the Greek Bible. The King James version it does say there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that when the sons came into unto the daughters of men yeah so i mean after that just means after that it could be after um you know after those <laughs> days it, it could still be talking about before the flood you know but we do see that the descendants um let's finish the sentence first um and they bore children to them yeah so and they bore children to them these were the mighty men who were of old the men of renown and once again, once again, the mighty man is uh, gigantes, the giants in the Greek. So, so the, the Greek says the giant, the giants were on earth in those, the giants were on the earth in those those days, 
these were the giants, you know, who were who were of old. So they use the, the Greek uses the same term, whereas in English a little bit different, and the Hebrew is a bit different as well. The Hebrew does not say Nephilim twice in the sentence, only the one time. The the mighty men, the mighty men. But do is, mighty uh, men mean like Trump, or do they mean like a hundred feet tall Nephilim? Well, you don't have to put a hundred feet tall. Like, you know, I, I've met I've met uh, seven and eight foot tall people, and to <laughs> me, those were giants. Yeah, but I think later on somewhere it says they were men were like grasshoppers compared to them. So they must have yeah, been Yeah, that's numbers thirteen. So let's let's just go there now. Uh numbers thirteen thirty-three. I mean if you can you, you oh, can go there or I could just read it. Absolutely. And that's where the um the spies are going into the land of Canaan, the promised land, to check it out. And they you know, the whole point of that story is that the people were cowards. They were afraid. They were not obeying God. They didn't have courage because they were afraid. So that's kind of the whole point of that story. I don't think the story itself is there to tell us about the giants too much, but uh, what was this the is Numbers 13, verse 33. And then, so it says, and there we saw the Nephilim. And again, the Hebrew word is Nephilim. It's used twice in this one verse. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, we, we oh see here now your version says giants, yeah. which is what the Greek says. That's what the Greek says. Uh, that my my English my English version says uh, Nephilim, and that's the, what the Hebrew says. The Hebrew says Nephilim. So okay. and there we saw the Nephilim. Okay, the sons of Anak, who came from the Nephilim. Now yours says came from the giants, following the Greek, right? Uh -huh. So then, but the, the Hebrew is Nephilim again. So we got the Nephilim. They came from the Nephilim. Or their which kind of means their descendants. You will see other translations that say they're descendants of the Nephilim, and we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seem to to them. But think about the nature of the story: is that these people are portrayed as cowards, so they could be exaggerating a little bit, you know, um, like oh, we're so afraid to go in this land. There's all these scary, big, tall people. Um, but it is kind of telling us that these people and these Anakim, the the sons of Anak. Uh, throughout throughout the Bible, Genesis, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, uh, the Kings, Chronicles. There's many many references to giants, giant in the Greek, gigantes, giants, about, and also very tall people, very tall people mentioned throughout the Old Testament. Tall people, David and Goliath. Goliath yeah, was a giant. His brother Og of Bashan. So there are giants all over the Bible. Yeah, I think they must have been very big people. Uh, and yeah, you know, I don't think we know exactly how tall they were, and, and I don't want to speculate on that. But like I said before, if you've ever seen an eight foot tall person, which I have, it's a, <laughs> it's a freaky experience. And that's a giant. I'm six foot three, so anyone taller than me is kind of a giant. I think I'm not used to looking up at people. I've met uh, mm -hmm. Harlem Globetrotters basketball players, and uh, these yeah, dudes are like seven seven feet tall. It's like whoa. You know, yeah. so it, it, they don't have to be a hundred feet tall because that just makes it harder to believe. Um, well, they, they maybe were, they're eight foot, ten foot, twelve foot. I don't think you know. Whatever. Maybe they're you not know. like super huge, but they were yeah. at least bigger. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, seven feet tall is huge. But the, I think later on, <laughs> when it's talking about like the violence that's going on, and if they're eight foot or twelve foot tall, I mean, twelve feet tall is twice as tall as I. Oh am. yeah, that's huge. I mean, that's huge. you don't need to be any bigger than that to be <laughs> this massive giant. 
Plus, they were still a, making know, family, so maybe they weren't super, super huge. Because regarding this topic, I've just I've come across so many different views on this topic, and and you get a lot of logical fallacies, and people say, "Oh, there's no way giants could be 300 feet tall." Therefore, the whole story is. Doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It's like, no, we're not saying they're 300 feet tall or 30. We don't know. We don't know. Now, there have been lots of, you know, there's been lots of bones excavated and they kind of hide them. And so that's a whole other story. But what is the Bible saying? What is the author trying to tell us? And what did the original audience understand this story to be? And I think there's the only, the only possibility, in my opinion, is that the writer's telling us you know what we're talking about the angels came had had children with human females and these were very large and tall and powerful people who were different than other people and they were kind of ty- tyrannical and um and they corrupted they, they humanity had, yeah they not only genetically corrupted but they came with more knowledge and skills and superpowers that we don't know yeah. hasn't said so yet but something- and there's extra, yeah, there, yeah, 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 and 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 you get you get more of those kind of story. You get a lot of more of the details in extra biblical books, which also see. I don't want to do that in this podcast because people will say, "Oh, they 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 conflate these." Oh, the story of giants and the Nephilim. They think that comes from uh, the Book of Enoch, for example. Uh, but it's mentioned in like dozens of extra bi- biblical books, and uh, it's mentioned so many times throughout ancient literature. But yeah, I rather people people it. forget it's biblical. It, it is yeah. biblical. The nef the word nephilim is used three times in the Bible. Because I've I've literally had people send me like these hate speech or hate oh. hate mail saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, nephilim are not in the Bible." The Hebrew word nephilim is in the Bible three times. Yeah, and all it does is represent the mixing, the the breed from human and angelic realm. So I, I have a passage. There's list a word with, for it. That's yeah. a pretty good word. I have seventy verses, and there's probably more. I guess, well, although half of them are extra biblical, so there's about there's about thirty verses I have, maybe a couple dozen verses from the Bible that that are talking about this story, this Nephilim topic. Okay. Um, uh, now let's go. Can can I go to the? Can I jump around a little bit yeah. to the New Testament? Um, let's get these two verses because the there's two verses and because because I've also I've I've heard people say oh but they're not talking about this in the New Testament therefore it can't be real. You know, it, at the end of the day, people believe what they're comfortable with, right? Um, but keep in mind, this book is is an ancient book. They had a different worldview than we do. And we might not agree with what it says or understand what it says, but it says what it says. You know what I mean? 2 Peter 2, 4. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. Uh, For if God did not spare the angels that sinned, uh-oh, mm-hmm. the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, delivered them into chains of darkness to be kept for judgment. Now, let me just double check something here. This might have the word abyss in there, but I think it's talking about the, the abyss. But the angels that sinned. So what is that talking about? What just happened in Genesis? It seems like it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't say specifically, but what else would it well, be? They're making you know lives I mean? with human daughters, so that's a pretty big sin because God has already said everything to its own kind. I don't think He intended angels to make families with humans. No, if no. They have power yeah. to go 
you know, cross dimensions because they don't live in our physical world, but they can come to our world. So they're almost they're, like aliens, huh? Yeah, aliens. They're like aliens. Um, right. Now let's go to Jude. Four, Jude. Uh, Jude has only one chapter. Jude verse six. Jude was a brother of Jesus, by the way, as was James. Um, Jude and Jude verse six. Yeah, just go down to verse six. Likewise, the this is very similar to what we just saw. The angels who did not keep their first domain, or the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, but forsook their own dwelling, he has kept in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Right? So he's talking about this guy in Jude, he's talking about this, you know, this transgression. Oh, the people will, and then Sodom and Gomorrah and the flood. So, so what, what is it? The angels left their place and they went somewhere else and they did something they're not supposed to do and now they're being punished but it's um, a serious punishment because we're just gonna god's gonna wipe out everybody except no one in his family and this is just like sodom and gomorrah and the surrounding cities in that manner gave themselves to immortal immorality and went after different flesh so that's just like the yeah. angels that kind of yeah yeah i think i think in sodom and gomorrah there was there were um Similar, I think, in my opinion, it's quite possible that this type of thing was happening again after the flood in Sodom and Gomorrah. However, however, um, this is always a big debate. Um, if we go back to Numbers thirty, Numbers thirteen thirty three, it says, "So this is after the flood, right? This is uh, uh, after the flood, and the, we saw the no, sons I of Anak who come." This, no, this, this is after the flood, for sure. Um, we saw... Wait. This is Numbers 13, yeah. No, this is after the flood. The flood The flood ends in Genesis, uh, right, you know, okay. 9. Yeah, this is way after the flood. Um, this, is, this is still a time of uh, Moses and their, their Joshua, their, their, all these uh, wars How and can stuff. that be, though? How can... The, I thought the whole point <laughs> of the flood was to wipe out every Nephilim on the planet... And just start over. With. Are, are we living in the full totality of the kingdom of God right now? The utopian paradise, the Garden um, of Eden right now? So, no, evil has not been exterminated. No, not evil, but I mean, the, the mix. No, 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 no. Hybrids. No, well, well, no, no, no. The, 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 the giants, Goliath, all the giants we just talked about, uh -huh. all throughout the Old Testament after the flood. After the flood. So this is kind of implying that angel offspring were still around after the it's, flood? Well, that's what it says. It says these are the descendants of the Nephilim. Hmm. You know, and, you know, if, so is it the same? Are these descendants of the Nephilim before the flood? Or are they descendants of Nephilim that came in after the flood? Did they create new Nephilim after the flood? It, it doesn't really tell us. Um so there's different theories about how that could be possible. It's one of the ones oh, I like is so I, I think either they either they uh, came and did it again, which is you know why wouldn't they really? Even though they were punished severely for doing that, as we all know, the threat of punishment doesn't always stop people from sinning, and these angels sinned. So sometimes um, they were just so even the angels were tempted to sin 
despite the severe punishment that's quite possible after the flood but I think or the uh, say that somewhere that the angels were able to come back i'm not convinced it doesn't, yet no it doesn't say but there's a um the, the son of the uh, daughter of ham or no the wife of ham noah's so noah had um three sons on the ark and they had wives so the wife of uh ham is a culprit for possibly having contaminated bloodlines that's that's a pretty good theory i think you know but these are all theoretical it, it doesn't really tell us i don't even think the extra biblical language tells us how they could have survived but i think it's quite possible you know they came back and, and they seem to be somewhat diluted afterwards um and and also the nephilim is not just you know the 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 thing about the nephilim is they're not just giants that was uh that was the greek word that was used so it's quite possible the Nephilim uh, still exist, but they're not giants anymore, but they have a different uh, DNA. Well, if that's true, then, you know, all the weird things that happen in our day, some <laughs> of those could be the Nephilims if, you know, instead of just looking like humans, maybe they're more something else there's a lot of people that you see a lot of the you know the fame the, well the mighty men right the men of renown yeah. the, that's basically celebrity right a famous powerful person a lot of these famous powerful people in the world today they seem different yeah they you know what i mean power well i always thought that they were they just seem very different but didn't think that they were other than humans though but this implies yeah. something else. So I think we have to keep reading before I even get the numbers because I'm not convinced that they didn't die off in the flood. Well, I don't think that the purpose of the flood, it doesn't say it was to wipe out the Nephilim. I mean, it's the whole so, corrupt, the entire humanity was so violent and corrupt. And morally, even, yeah, spiritually and morally. But that's happening now too. So those, whatever. The days whatever, of Noah. Doesn't, doesn't Jesus tell us about the, like, yeah. like in the days of Noah? Yep, we're returning. We're here already. But it seems like the flood was more than just killing off evil people. Well, let's keep reading. Let's well, just... uh, I think it, it'll tell us why. Yeah. All right. So we covered the, the sons of God, the Nephilim. And, uh, you know, I, I understand there are different views about that. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, I'm just we're trying to see what the Bible actually says and, and what they intended to convey. And I think that's what it that's what it says, and that's what it means. And uh, while we don't fully understand how an angel could mate with a human, if they can eat food, and maybe they go to the bathroom, I mean, they're getting pretty close. Well, to, the thing to is, if you're, if you're impersonating <laughs> humans in a human body in a human form, then genetic. Well, I, I wouldn't say impersonating. Maybe that's just. It's like when you go scuba diving, you got to put on the scuba gear. It doesn't mean you're impersonating a fish or anything, but you got you got to put on certain garments to inhabit the other realm, which is the underwater so realm. My question is, how does angel DNA and human DNA are able to do their thing? I if it's DNA, I mean, DNA is one of these modern scientific uh, things well, they tell us about. Is that even a real thing? But, uh, you know, seed, I would use the word seed. Okay, even seed. Which is gen, which is gen in Greek. Gen, we get the word genetics from the Greek word for seed. And sperma, sperma is offspring and, and seed. So um, some seed. kind of life force. Oh, oh, there's one more verse we better look at. Um, uh, the one about uh, Matthew, Matthew uh, 22, verse 30. Yeah, for in resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. 
So that's talking about in context. That's um, uh, who you know. The, the, this people ask Jesus, whose um, whose wife is this going to be after the resurrection? And Jesus says, basically, you know, hey, after the resurrection, no one's getting married because angels don't get married. But see, like angel, that but, implies a lot of stuff too, because it's like, okay, if angels don't get to have wives or whatever, and they're hanging out by themselves in heaven. Aren't wouldn't they be tempted then to want earthly women? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's the problem. They, there's no women up in heaven, so they're yeah. like, "Hey, that looks pretty good down there." <laughs> yeah, so it's like, why? Why is that marriage? Yeah. Only How come they're that? having all the fun? You know, exactly. <laughs> so this verse doesn't sound all that fun to me either. But people, people will say, "Oh, angels can't have sex because that's what it said." Well, it doesn't really say that. It says they don't get marriage. Marriage is kind of a uh, you know. And, and 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 the thing is, if you're if if there's if you have a race of immortal beings, they don't need to reproduce, they don't die, right? So they don't need to repopulate. Well, then how, how? They don't die off. Yeah, but but it says angels in heaven, right? So when angels come to earth, they have more of a human type body, right? But when they're in heaven, maybe they have a slightly different body. Um, so why would so maybe, they need those parts up in heaven if they never use it? Like maybe they don't have them in heaven. I don't know. I mean, but when they come to Earth, maybe there's just something about this realm of Earth that they need. Uh, they need to breathe oxygen. You know, they need to eat food. Okay, so then it becomes seed of man against man. Though it doesn't become angelic. Well, they're not fully. They're not. Uh, but they're still. They're still angels, though. It's not like they're not angels so they're like, anymore. So they're it's like, like well, if I go scuba diving, I'm still a human being, but I'm underwater breathing. You know what I mean? You know. Um, yeah, but it's the seed. How can you create angelic seed if they never had it? And then maybe so they did have. It. Maybe they do have it. You know, maybe they have the capacity to to um, fertilize an egg. Apparently. Well, maybe yeah. there's a different way to do it. You know, you, you hear about these alien stories, right? They're always trying to create hybrids. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I don't know. I mean, but this is a very common theme and we see it all the time. And, uh, you know, the, the, in, in fact, there's this thing called the, the incub incubus, the incubi. And I've, yeah. I've talked to, I know, I know a woman who uh, told me a story. She lived in a dormitory with a bunch of other women and she said, she literally said, like, they were continually being raped by demons. <laughs> and I, I don't even know what that means. Like, I'm like, yeah. can you explain that? <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, yeah, we're, you know, we're getting raped by demons all the time. <laughs> I have heard about stories like that, but those are always like in their dreams or spiritual way that. Yeah, they're kind of like half dreams. asleep. Yeah, but they're like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'll try to dig into that more but uh, you know there's a lot of strange things to hear about yeah um, okay um, so let's read five and you know there there's this thing and uh now i shouldn't talk about it too much but uh, this i found this document online written it was by people in alistair crowley's group you know from like yeah. 100 120 years ago and and in that document it was a memo it was an internal memo that i don't think was supposed to be online but i found it and I put it on uh, a certain video platform, and they and they shut my whole channel down right after I oh. put that up there. Wow. And it was about um, it was a they used what was, they used the word affinity. They were talking very casually about people having uh, children with affinities. Affinities? You mean another? I think affinity, affinity. kind of means like entity, doesn't it? I don't, yeah. Um, 
And they were very casual and open about it. Like, oh yeah, these people have children with affinities. Um, and that was like 120 years ago. And then for some reason, they decided to shut my channel down right after I put made that video. Um, you struck a nerve. So I don't know, maybe. Uh, <laughs> let's not do that here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> we don't uh, believe any of that. <laughs> well, today, everything is possible. So maybe that's another like hidden alien race that they keep talking about. The reason why this topic is sort of interesting to me is because there's a lot of Christians and non-Christians talking about the whole realm of Nephilims and giants and aliens. They're all kind of lumping that topic together, and they're claiming yeah. that something's going to return in the future. Well, I mean, the Bible tells us that God op God opens the abyss to let them out. They don't escape from the. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear. We don't need to be afraid of this stuff. It's um, God lets them out. I think it already happened, to be honest. Um, but uh, that's why things have gone so crazy the last few years. It's just basically oh, yeah. deceiving demons. The way I see it is deceiving demons get let out of the abyss, and. Um, deceive people that and it's a part of a judgment you know it, it deceives the ungodly people into destroying themselves uh and it's it's a judgment you know yeah like you see all throughout time, the old testament you know pestilence is, like very severe judgment it's false not signs and wonders are these uh, narratives the deceptive narratives that they tell us through the mass media but you're not supposed to talk about that so again i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, YouTube. Okay, so let's read five through eight. If somehow this this podcast doesn't make it on YouTube, we're gonna have to find alternative <laughs> links. Well, don't you have alternative? Well, you can't talk about that either. But uh, I think there's alternative. You do have a uh, alternative. It'll be on my platforms. site. Yeah, I use BitChute as my alternative channel. So I don't I can... think you can say that word. BitChute. <laughs> okay, no. sorry, YouTube. All Is right, verse, verse 5? Yeah. Verse 5, that was probably Yahweh there, that the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was continually only evil. As it is today. I mean, that's a pretty hardcore statement, and also it's, um, so I think that's the reason. So notice, he, it goes back to uh, man, yeah. right? He's talking about... Um, Verse Not five. the wickedness of angels, but man. Yeah, because man became corrupted, and man was probably a willing, and men and women were willing participants. Fathers may have kind of pimped out their daughters to these creatures. Oh, I'm you sure know what I mean? Because they, they probably um, got wealth or something out of it. Yeah, and you know the extra biblical literature says it kind of fills in the blanks, and maybe it's based on real, you know, real, or maybe it's legendary. Who knows? That that's why yeah, you know, it's important. See, we don't need extra biblical li uh, literature to have this angelic view, right? We don't need it. Just the Bible itself talks about this. Honestly, um, I've never even tried to read the other stuff because I thought the Bible should explain everything within the the whole books you know and remember the uh the the um the the descendants of cain were they had all this technology and stuff right and and this says in verse one genesis 6 verse one this whole story begins when people begin to multiply yeah so it doesn't say exactly what year it was or but it just means when you know people were having children so it it could have been happening throughout the days of Cain and his descendants, and that's where this technology came from. 
So even just looking at the Bible, we do get this connection between the uh, when the angels were coming to earth, then also this line of Cain, that Cain's descendants were creating cities and they had metal and weapons and musical instruments yeah, that's and a good uh, point. makeup, makeup. Cain, the angels probably went after Cain's children yeah 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 because they were all about themselves it was all about yeah. man becoming see man wants to become a god right mm -hmm. they want to upgrade we want to upgrade ourselves and uh, we don't want to just be we don't want to be humbly obedient to god and let god take care of us no we gotta we gotta take a shortcut and and uh upgrade ourselves you know that's and it was like do. probably happening over time. Like I always thought it was just like a one-time event, but I think no, it, no, it, it doesn't like say that. Yeah, and across generations. Yeah, yeah. According to the Bible, it's pretty. It doesn't give us all the uh, exact details, but it kind of gives us the nature of the event. But this <laughs> verse five, I mean, yeah, I mean, and and Jesus does say later on, you know, that the days of Noah. Well, Noah was mentioned right before Genesis 6, and then we get this story, and then Noah comes back again later in, in yeah, verse like 9. They were saying about the 120 years, like if, if it meant like up to the flood. Uh, I don't think so, because they lived a long, long time, all of the descendants. They did. Yeah, so the 120 years wouldn't make sense if it's referring just before the flood. Uh, and then the way is like, uh, my spirit will not always strive with man, for he is flesh. We're still flesh. Maybe that's why he shortened it. Yeah, I think the shortening is kind of part of the, um, it, it almost feels like that verse 3 should come after verse 5 somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? It seems to be part of the uh, the punishment or something. There aren't any you know. mistakes here, so there must have been a purpose. No, exactly. Yeah, there's a reason for it. Yeah. And uh, it's just puzzle. It's just somehow. Sometimes it's difficult for us to uh, to follow it. But uh, I, th I think it's related, at least, even though it's placed up there. I think it's related to this punishment. Um, yeah. So yeah, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth. Every intent of the of the thoughts of his heart was continually only evil. See, not now. I don't think the flood cured that problem. No, we're still. And in what, what what's the solution to that problem? of the the wickedness uh, of our hearts well it's only gets redeemed by christ or yeah that's the final that's the solution right yeah that's the real solution so the flood um you know it didn't it wasn't the <laughs> ultimate final solution right to, to all the mankind's problems it was uh you know maybe a, a temporary maybe it was a, ne a necessary measure a temporary measure a, a sign of uh, God's power and judgment. He could, and he kind of un uncreates the world. You know, the world. We'll get, we'll get that in uh, verse nine, I guess. We can talk more about the flood itself. I just made another connection, um, though, with the flood. That's the baptism of the earth, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, and it, well, it's also a return to the original chaos because uh -huh. you know the 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 earth kind of started in this formless void. This the waters of chaos and uncreated world, the abyss, and it's all connected. And then it, the world is kind of uncreated again. It's like a fresh start. We're going to start again. And then Noah is kind of like a new Adam type figure. We're going to start well, again. I, I We're going to history you know. in this chapter probably is connected to why we get baptized before Christ. 
uh, it's kind of like a cleansing in a way of our spirit. Yeah, there is. Yeah, the earth was cleansed from all yeah. this evil and corruption, for sure. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. And there may be some references to that as well uh, in the New Testament, comparing baptism yeah. and the flood. Um, all right, verse 6. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him in his heart. Now we get a bit of uh, emotion coming from God, right? Yeah. Um, but just yeah. think about this. He's like, he regretted making people. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Like, because everything he made, every day he would say, oh, it was good. Like, he's very happy with his work. And then when he's all throughout, like, one thing tainted everything. And now it's like, ah. Uh, I mean, it's just a nightmare. And so, so the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast. He was going to go Yeah, and the birds of the sky, for I'm sorry that I have made them, but Noah but, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So if Noah didn't find grace, we all would have been toast that day. Yeah, yeah, basically. And uh, I think, you know, Noah's probably not perfect necessarily, but he was he had faith probably. Um, you know, he... he uh, he loved God. He he obeyed. God. You know, he knew God. Um, he wasn't just going. He wasn't one of these wicked, unrighteous people just doing his own thing. And, uh, yeah, and he was obedient. We, we see by his work. Yeah, we see by his works that he just obeyed God. God told him to build this big boat, and he's like, okay. And then mm -hmm. he spends many years doing it. So you know, he just he just obeyed. You know, he believed God. So, yeah, we find this total judgment. So, this is kind of like an end times typology, right? Um, uh, you know, many people will be destroyed. This book is so important because all the stuff that goes on, like the pride stuff that, you know, like, because all this is showing that he took, not only regretted all the stuff that man was doing, and it was about to wipe everybody out, including Noah, but, he, you know, he found grace. The judgment was going to be severe, and he, like, all the stuff that today that goes on, nobody has that fear of God. They don't fear that judgment can actually take place. They kind of make fun of the flood. They don't even think that actually happened. All the stuff, you know, taking God's rainbow, they turned that into something perverted. But in throughout the whole book, this, this actual event, the flood, kind of showcased God's power over the earth and everybody in it that he will take judgment. And I think that's what's going to happen. That's ac actually what is described in the book of Revelation, the judgment again, but now with fire instead of flood. So I don't exactly. know. Should show yeah, fear. yeah, this is, I mean, uh, what's what's the verse? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, and Jesus says, they were eating and drinking and marrying, given in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Yeah. For, for for as in those days before the flood, there you know. For and it says, for as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. What's the verse? Uh, twenty four thirty seven Matthew twenty four thirty seven and thirty eight as well. So maybe just go to yeah twenty fourth. Go scroll down to third uh thirty seven concerning that day and hour. No one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So we still don't know. We really don't know. Nope. As were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. Now, this is interesting. 
Yeah, so marrying and giving in marriage, and we also have this marrying language with the angels marrying human females, right? right? And they're giving in marriage, but but also I think the main point of this I think is that the you know the son of God Jesus will return. It'll be a surprise to people. That's probably the main point. Yeah. A lot of people want to, but but maybe there's also a connection between the evil. It'll be evil, uh, you know, before he returns. Yeah, it's also relaying the story of the wicked will die, and only the selected few of Noah and his family were in the ark protected. So it's kind of making a reference here, like, until the day the Noah entered the ark. So everything right to the last moment, because he was protected in the ark while everybody else was... Uh, Everyone else is partying and having a good yeah. time. They're eating and drinking. They were just... You know, it was just uh, party time. They were going to uh, concerts, <laughs> yeah, and, and and just and you know, just having a good old time, living their, their earthly life, uh, their earthly lives. And then um, there's a um, let's see here, uh, two Peter. In fact, two Peter two five. Go to two Peter two two Peter chapter two. The whole chapter, the whole chapter. So we just looked at verse four, right? For if God did not spare the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be kept for judgment, and if he did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, a preacher of righteousness with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. So they were ungodly people. Yeah. The judgment. The judgment. And the judgment comes in different ways, even pestilence, plague. That's in the Old Testament all the time. God sent a pestilence to kill the ungodly Israelites many, many, many times. Well, um, God the, sends these judgments. Yeah, and the whole book of Revelation, like people talk, a lot of Christians talk about the book of Revelation, that like they're going to have to go through the judgment or some, you know, so that to me, it's all judgment against the wicked. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's what Revelation 9 says, yeah. But right. there's then there's tribulation against the uh, Christians. Tribulation yeah, coming from the beast, the satanic kingdom. Yeah, was that right? Yeah, yeah. So, but, but this is judgment against the ungodly, and then he talks about Sodom and Gomorrah. But I and, think uh, God is going to give us an ark as well, because it's so yeah. That's that's the uh, that's the salvation is the ark. Yeah. That's the new ex the, the new Exodus kind of thing. Um, but we still go through uh, tribulation and maybe killed the beast that comes out of the abyss. In fact, uh, Revelation eleven um, no, kills, the two, it kills the two witnesses. We're we're both going to be killed because the name yeah. of this is uh, two witnesses, and it says yeah, the beast exactly. comes out of the abyss to kill the two witnesses. <laughs> but oh, we're yeah. not literally the two witnesses. No, you know, I, I was uh, there was there used to be this channel, and these two there was these two guys. They literally claimed to be the two witnesses oh you can't yeah and they they asked me to be on their show and i looked into their channel i was like there's no way i'm going on that show these guys are nut jobs <laughs> man no the, two witnesses, <laughs> the real two witnesses they have a specific per uh mission i think it's the whole church the whole the whole yeah the real, well, the real church i do too but because it in the book of revelation it talks initially talks about the seven churches and two of them were going to be kept out of trouble. And 
I don't, you know, and then later on, it talks about two candlesticks and two olive trees. And they already told you what the meaning of the olive trees were and what the meaning of the two candlesticks, which represents the two churches. So out of those seven, the two churches are going to be the witnesses. And then I guess the Israelite group, the two olive trees will be part of that too. So I think it's a whole group of people, not just too little, but it could be both. It could be a certain time frame for like witness to God, like actual churches and um, part of the Israelite group witnessing for God. And then maybe at the very, very end, it could also mean the two literal people because the whole world watches them and then they die, you know, in Jerusalem. So how can you have that many people in Jerusalem be witnesses? You know, but that's well. We could talk about that another yeah. time. We exactly. could go through. We let's should really go, go through Revelation slide. at some point. <laughs> yeah, maybe after yeah. Genesis. I think we should try to jump ahead and do Revelation if we can. I'd like that. Yeah, maybe because yeah. uh, we Just may not have we live in those time. times now. Yeah, because we're in the days of Noah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. So, so where are we at now? Time? Oh, we at the flood story already. Okay. All right. You you okay? Should we continue? Yep. These are the uh, generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and blameless among his contemporaries. Noah walked with God, kind of like Enoch. Now Noah is a descendant of Enoch. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth. Okay. Now notice it doesn't say that his sons were righteous, actually. Right. right? Although Shem seems to be okay. Um, Ham, it turns out, we're going to find out he's unrighteous. Ham is somewhat evil uh, but at this later. point they must have been righteous to get on the ark no not necessarily it, it it's think he, he would allow uh, it no it doesn't say that it says uh noah only noah was righteous so that means but, everyone else could be wicked yeah Think yeah because um it's like uh you know because noah was righteous so i mean there's no point of just having noah alone on the ark because then mm -hmm. he's gonna die and you know I yeah. mean, so it's like, um, okay, Noah's righteous, and we'll let him take his family with him, regardless of their what unrighteous. What was the point righteous. of the flood to wipe out all the wickedness if Noah's descendants were going to start the same process all over again? Well, the point was not to eliminate wickedness from the earth. What was the point? Well, maybe it tells us. I think it just told us, didn't it? Um, let's see here. It says, uh, verse 7. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, um, for I am sorry that I have made them. Okay. That's why. <laughs> he saw the wickedness of man was great, and he regretted that he made people. So he was just mad? And, and I'm sorry that I've made them. He's going to uncreate them. He's going to wipe them all out. He's like, oops, this so is not going mad. well. <laughs> well, if it's not to get rid of wickedness, <laughs> or... I thought this whole story was that because of the Nephilim mixing with humans, the every everybody was corrupt, like genetically. Yeah, that's a big part of it, sure. And I then think. Noah was the only one that wasn't corrupt. Not um, necessarily. He, I mean, it, it doesn't say that. I mean, so, so like you're saying Noah was the only genetically pure, the only yeah, pure blood. Otherwise, but no, it was a moral, but he also had a good heart. His heart was mm -hmm. in the right place. 
It's not you could have an evil per person so, who's genetically pure blood, and a pure blooded person can still be evil. I think the way I initially was understanding this, it wasn't about the wickedness of man so much like it'll still continue, they'll still continue sinning, but that he was trying to start over with a clean race. Of yeah, yeah. It's a new Adam. It's he's given is making a fresh start, but we're gonna find out. So we're not really told yet what's gonna happen after the flood, but Noah gets drunk and passes out naked right after the flood. So it he's not see, they're all kind of like typologies of Adam, Noah, Abraham, David, but they're not perfect. They're not and Jesus is the real new Adam, you know, the the perfect verse eleven. Um, are we there already? Verse eleven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So now the the earth was corrupt. The earth, okay. So we're we're, gonna, we're still got more. We got new information coming coming in still. Then the earth was corrupt before God and filled with violence. Yeah. Okay. That kind of relates to what the the wickedness of man and all that stuff. Now it probably does have a lot to do with these. Uh, I mean, obviously, right? If you have all these Nephilim and these are the hybrids, and they're just tyrants and evil, and everyone's selfish and just you know going crazy. Then yeah, that kind of fits into this. It's a, but it's a very general statement, right? We're not getting all the details, um, but it kind of sounds like it is now, though, doesn't it? Right? The earth was corrupt yeah, for God and filled with violence. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, this is exactly what's going on today, actually. Yeah, um, without even telling the angelic story, it looks just like today. The earth yeah. was corrupt, yeah. filled with violence, yeah. God down the earth and saw it was corrupt, and for all flesh had corrupted huh. ways on the earth. It's just like now. Yeah, and that's, you know, it could be a physical thing, could be genetic, but it's also the heart, the the, the thoughts, yeah. and the, what does it say up there, um, verse 5, the every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Isn't that still today? You see, the heart is always kind of placed above genetics almost. You know, the heart is a real important thing. It's like, and, that, and the word in Hebrew is kind of, you can, it's almost untranslatable, but it's like heart, mind, our will, our intentions, our psyche, our, our spirit, or whatever, our soul, are the, ens the essence of who we are was corrupt. Um, we lost our way. But that um, kind of seems like it was always that way, even with Adam and Eve forward. So like, the only reason why uh, it's worse they repented people they repented i think um, yeah yeah see these people were unrepentant they did not humble themselves before the god before uh, god and see i think the problem these days is that everyone's afraid of the uh, the beast and we're yeah we're supposed to fear god exactly. we're not supposed to be afraid of the the uh, yeah satanic uh, world i think world that's world. intentional propaganda is to create that fear a lot that, of fear porn i don't yeah. even i can't watch that stuff anymore i know it's very it's, hard um, and it does yeah. corrupt your mind even the best of us i think it really does corrupt. yeah and there's a way to respond to the uh and i'm learning this i kind of learned it the hard way there's a there's a way to respond as a christian to the um tyranny and persecution and and even the tribulation and well, it's not what you see in most of these uh, videos and stuff. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, Okay, so um, where are we in their corruption? Let's read that part again. That's a great verse. God looked on the earth and saw that it was corrupt, 
for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Okay, so again, they were telling us why the flood happened, right? So God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. So that's kind of, you know, he's explaining to Noah why the flood is going to come. But this violence um, is going to be, it filled with violence is going to happen now because uh, later on in the Bible, it does talk about how men hearts become cold. And um, I forgot the verse. Yeah, yeah. Matthew 24. Yeah, Probably. so um, that's only going to lead to more violence and craziness like we've never seen. Like all the stuff, you know, with the rioting and the stuff that we've seen recently, I think that's going to be a commonplace coming down. Well, yeah, it's already begun, really. Um, yeah, so this is, you know, and, and again, it kind of comes from the heart, really. It begins there, and then the actions we take after that, whether it's, whether it's mating with angels or creating hybrids or whatever transformation, we try to transform humanity into something else. It kind of stems from our wicked hearts, I think. So none of these um, people could have been transformed and repented? Like if they didn't want to, they didn't want to repent. They chose not to repent. Now I will destroy them with the earth. Um, and, and also the earth was corrupt as well. So, I mean, I don't want to read, I'm kind of conservative. I don't, you know, people will say that, oh, the entire, you know, all living things were genetically modified. Um, I don't know if that's what it's saying necessarily. Um, but then why but baby, you know? everything, like plant life, all life, sea life, bird life, every life was under the flood? Because that was all for us. That was, you know, Adam's job was to take care of the earth, uh, yeah, kind of be like a, a gardener and, and a zookeeper. And um uh, He's, but he's, if, they, if yeah. they weren't corrupt, if you didn't have corrupt sea life, they all go together. I think it's like the the whole package was like animals and human beings taking care of the animals was kind of part of the whole plan. And so, if you're going to get rid of the people, the people are wicked. Well, then who's going to take care of the animals and the plants and all that stuff? Who's going to be the gardener of the garden? Then why? Then we don't need a garden yet, anymore because all I have to be replanted. So one righteous, yeah, one righteous person. And Noah's kind of a typology of Christ, right? Yeah. And as the new Adam, he's like, okay, this one righteous person, because you know Jesus is the one righteous uh, person who fulfilled uh, the covenants. Maybe he had to kill everything because that was the only way to drown out all the people. Well, it wasn't. I don't. It wasn't all that practical necessarily. It's more of a, you know, he. I mean, he wiped out Sodom and Gomorrah. But there were yeah, still he, he wicked cities. All and, the animals and all the plants, because Noah's was going to take uh yeah. of each kind, right? In the well, ark. Let's, let's keep reading. Yeah. Um, I will destroy the earth. Make an ark of cypress wood for yourself, make rooms on the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. And this is how you must make it. The length of the ark will be three hundred cubits, the width of it fifty cubits, and the height of it thirty cubits. Make an open, opening one cubit below the top of the ark all around, and you must set the door of the ark on the side. Make it with a lower, a second, and a third story. I'll, I will bring a flood of waters on the earth to destroy all flesh. Wherever there is the breath of life under heaven, and everything that is on the earth will die. That's fear. <laughs> He's like really pissed off. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So everything had to die except those in the ark, which obviously means salvation, like Christ, like you said. So everybody that's in the ark will live. Everybody outside the ark will die. And that's baptism in Christ, basically. Um, I wanted to show you what cubit, because I looked that up, and I could see how long it was. Um, so roughly, I think it says that the Noah Ark was 300 cubits, uh, width was 50 cubits, and height 30 cubits. Um, and what is a cubit? So it's something like a measurement, the way they, the way they used to do it was something from your elbow to your hand measurement and there's like three different kinds so roughly they said like the hebrew was about 17.5 inches and an egyptian was 20.6 inches so somewhere between 17 to 20 inches is one cubit and i think they figured out how big was the ark? is this the place that has a they have like an arc there like a like a they have an ark at this ark encounter the website you're looking at i think they actually have an ark there you can go look at not the real one but uh oh a replica. You mean like oh i yeah, this, this website you're looking that. at is called the ark, ark encounter yeah so, probably, so they must have a replica i think there's a replica there you can go and kind of go on the ark in their ark but it, it does say it was like 300 cubits by 50 cubits I think somewhere in here, I thought it said it in what, how many inches that actually might have been. The um, whole thing. Yeah, they probably have it there. They must, because uh, they have a... I guess I lost it. So... No, that's all right. A big boat. It's pretty big, yeah. And um, so where, what verse were we on here? Um, I'll die, 18, verse 18. So everything's going to die, except... Uh, so, but I will establish... But, but I will establish my covenant with you. So you notice, like he's kind of like a new Adam. Yeah. And I think there was a covenant with Adam as well. Like I will, you know, it's like you're going to represent me on earth now. So this this topic of covenant is all throughout the Bible, and we're in the new covenant now. There was the old well, the covenant. covenant um, keeps getting updated, you know. So like now we're in. Yeah, there's the quite a few. Yeah. Christ, who is our exactly? Ark. Yes, exactly. Um, you must go into the ark. You and your sons and your wife and your son's wives with you bring every living thing of all flesh two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you they shall be male and female two of every kind a bird of every kind of animal and of every kind of creeping thing on the earth will come to you to be kept alive also take with you of every kind of food that is eaten and gather it to yourself and it will be for food for you and for them did, noah did this he did all that god commanded him so that's a righteous person right there yeah you know, he had faith he had faith but he also um put his faith into action his actions demonstrated his faith and um so this is kind of a new creation you know it's, it's almost like genesis one in a way yeah but the, the stuff has already been created so he just kind of preserves it on the boat and destroys everything else it's kind of a new it's a new covenant it's this is at the time this was the new covenant really it almost seems yeah. like right i will in, in fact doesn't it say that what does it say i will establish my covenant with you and um, that covenant was a rainbow 
which will it, it'll get. Well, that's a sign. That's a sign of the covenant. Yeah. We'll get that. But I, I will establish my covenant with you. Establish, right? I will establish my covenant with you. And um, yeah, so he's just kind of starting over. He he established his covenant with Adam, and um, and we see and what he, happened. It, 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 they he, failed. They now they always failed, right? The, the the old covenant with the Mosaic Sinai covenant. They fa the Israelites failed. They failed completely. Noah at this point was the only one that. that and he fails too. They all fail. Yeah. They all fail. All human human beings cannot keep their side of the covenant. Yeah. The agreement. It's like a contract, right? It's like a work contract or something, yeah. or a marriage contract. It's like they're. In fact, the the people are always compared to. Uh, they're whoring after other gods. They're they're uh, adulterers. They're 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 always. Uh, you know, it's it's like in a marriage relationship that you know they're, they're unfaithful, unfaithful, right? We're supposed to have faith, but the people are always unfaithful to God. Yeah, because in the beginning, He's kind of given them commands, and nobody follows. They all do their own thing. Then ultimately, God decides it's like no matter how many laws they're given, they're going to break them, and the condition <laughs> is really the heart. So, like. Is yeah. he's no longer looking at you to follow like to the letter of every law, but yeah, yeah. So this flood didn't it didn't cure just like the uh, sacrifices the <clears throat> the Old Testament sacrifices did not cure the problem of our evil hearts. Yeah, nothing did. In fact, the but there will be a new covenant written on our heart. You know, the the law will be written on yeah. our hearts. That's the new covenant, and we're still kind of in this in between stage where the. You know the the old world and the new the new age kind of overlap, um, but that's we're getting ahead. Well, of that's ourselves. what even Jesus said. It all came down to one law, basically love, and that if you didn't have that, then you were going to be committing all these sins all the way through, one way or another. And this love, yeah, love is what uh, transforms the heart. Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of getting from this Genesis six. I mean, there's so many. You know, if, if we only look at the genetic aspect, I think we're that's the superficial a little bit. You know, we have to look at the heart. It always the Bible. I find it always goes back to the, the the deepest levels of our heart, and who we are, and and who God is, and God has mercy on us, and God ultimately sends His Son to to die for our sins and to uh, to change our hearts. Let's just you know? hypothetically say that. They had babies with all these angels, and they were all decent, loving creatures. Would that have made any difference? They weren't supposed to. I think it was a uh, unlawful union. They, you know, they, they were interbreeding, and that's they weren't supposed to. That was the problem. Is that? Yeah, but were, let's were, say that because if it's not about corruption of genetics, and everybody came out like loving in the end. I think they were told not to. I think the angels were told not to do that, but they did it anyway. So that shows right, their hearts. The angels' hearts were in the wrong place as well. They were just, they were like Adam. The, the certain, yeah. not all of them, but certain angels disobeyed God's order not to do that. And I think later, the words that you gave me earlier, it was talking about the sins of the flesh when it was referring to angels. I don't know if it was in this one or not. They didn't keep their, their own estate. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't obey God. It's like, like at the, in fact, the end of Genesis six that we just read, Noah did all that God commanded him, and that's why he's righteous. Yeah. Um, so here in the two Peter four, uh, two Peter two four, 
Yeah. Uh, what we already read. It said that they it sinned. They sinned. The angel because uh, that sinned. Um, See, they're punished. They're punished as well. They they didn't become corrupt. The the angels remained angels, even if they took human form briefly. They they were still angels, right? The the yeah. hybrids were corrupted, but they're so, they're still punished because they so sinned. Only Noah who was considered righteous of all of those people. Yeah, because he obeyed God. He he had yeah. faith. He's like Abraham. He had faith. And he obeyed God because he had faith. There is a genetic, I think, yeah, I definitely believe they had hybrid children. But I don't think that's, they would I mean, it, a problem. it caused a problem in genetics, but it also caused a problem in the human heart. Yeah. It's not an either or thing. It's a both and, you know, and, but people were sinning, you know, people were unable to uh, have faith anymore. Or they, they chose not to have faith. Kind of like now, it's kind of like now, I mean. There's wicked oh, people now, like unrighteous. That. Doesn't mean they're hybrids or anything, but there there may still be hybrids. And now, and then you get into the uh, now the the Bible never tells us where demons came from, and you get the uh, but there were you know the stories from the uh, old days that the people living two thousand years ago had certain beliefs about where the demons came from, and and they they came from the uh, the Nephilim. The dead because the, the, their spirits, their spirits, they had the spirit of angels. Right. But bodies of men or bodies of giants. And then, then when they died, there was no place for their oh, spirit you know to go. What? There was, they're kind of like a, uh, they're like a computer virus, you know, in, in this. Uh, it kind of makes terrarium. sense. Because we were talking about, you know, the whole how do they get their body on earthly versus the angel. So this is what my thinking is now what, how the demons could have been. Because in their realm, they're immortal. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And in our realm, they they had that physical body that would decay and yeah. die. So when that body dies, that immortality part of the angel, it's like it it, does, it has nowhere to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah, so it was a uh, they weren't supposed to be doing that. Um, you know, there's not supposed to be a mixing between the angels and the humans like that. So the humans would have never been created. If this didn't, if this story never happened, well, there's there's a reason it starts off Genesis six with that story, right? Yeah. So it does give us it comes right before the flood, and I think it explains why people became so corrupt. There was basically, if you want to call them angels or or, or fallen angels or even aliens or something, there was this. Uh, they come from a different place. Like alien is just a foreigner, right? Mm -hmm. So the these fallen angels came to Earth. They corrupted people. Physically, uh, mentally, uh, eth ethically, they corrupted people. And people, and I think that's where a lot of the religions come from. The other religions and the other gods and goddesses were these fallen angels. These divine beings were worshipped as gods. And that look at Hinduism. I mean, you know something about that, right? These Hindus, yeah. the Hindu gods well, and you goddesses. Know, you know, I mean, what these I were probably the fallen angels originally. Yeah. I think. That's what I realized that all of those stories, even like the old Greek gods and uh, Hindu gods and, you know, all these different places that had their gods. I think those were fallen angels that yeah. went to those areas and have those people worship them. Yeah. So, and these, and, and they, you know, the, the wicked people in this world today and the secret societies and all that, they think the pre-flood world was, that was their utopia. Yeah. That was well, their garden of Eden. 
Right. Where, where, the, where man and God inter, you know, the, the God, the gods, the small g gods, the demigods, and they thought those were the good old days. And, well, if they uh, had trying any, to bring that back, if they had any powers like, as demigods to make things happen for people, I mean, I could see why they would start worshiping them, you know, and that's, I think, what's yeah. back again. They're going to be well, it's, it's already come back, and uh, well, it, it comes back again in the Tower of Babel. Yeah, right away, like they they start rebuilding the pre-flood world pretty quickly in the Bible. Um, so, and, uh, and they're still they're still rebuilding it now. And certain secret societies they do trace their origins back to the pre-flood world, and they had all this secret knowledge and all this kind of stuff, right? And uh, yeah, I think they have superpowers, yeah. and that's probably why God had to get rid of them. And yeah, but if you think about it, Noah, so these eight people on the ark, and we'll get into this maybe next time. Um, yeah. we can probably stop reading now because we just finished with Genesis six, that's probably enough for today. But we can, but the people, the eight people on the ark, see, they all experienced the pre flood world, they knew what that world was. And I think Noah's son, Ham, maybe liked the pre flood world better than the post flood world. And that, we'll get into that next time, I guess. But uh, we're going to see that Ham and his descendants are kind of the evil, but you think evil that bloodline. Even though like they might have been wicked, the sons, uh, that maybe genetically, because Noah wasn't corrupted, his sons were not going to be corrupted either, genetically. But his wife, you know, they had wives that were not yeah. related to, to them, you know, by bloodline necessarily. So... Um, I mean, the, a pretty good theory, I think, that Ham's wife may have been corrupted. Um, genetic, you know, she may have had some Nephilim uh, bloodlines in her. But why um, would God wife. allow a hybrid to enter the ark? God allow, why would God allow Satan to go into the Garden of Eden? <laughs> I know, but this whole point of... I know why. I'll tell you why. <laughs> why? There's a verse that explains all this. Um, I have it written down somewhere because I always forget it. Um, okay, here it is right here. Let me read this. This is Judges. So we're getting ahead of ourselves, but it's totally related to what we're talking about. Judges chapter 3. Just go there because it's the first couple of verses. Now, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but he's fighting. A lot of these uh, tribes they're fighting with are giant tribes. And the word gigant, the word giant is used in the Greek. And, um, I mean, these are tall dudes, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're like, and they're called Rephaim, and you know, there's something weird about these people. Not, and they're, but their hearts are evil. So that's like a given. They're, they're sacrificing children. They're doing, uh, they're, they're, they're gender bending. I don't know what word you can say without sparking the, you know, whatever. But uh, <clears throat> so now these are the nations that the Lord left to, to what, to do what, to test uh. those in Israel who had not experienced war in Canaan, so that later generations of the children of Israel who did not know war before might know it to teach them how to fight. So what? So what? what's it saying there? It says, these are the nations that the Lord left. See, they're, they're supposed to wipe out these evil people. They're supposed to yeah. wipe them out, which is almost kind of like a flood, right? There's like yeah. a, it's almost like a genocide thing going on, right? And you're supposed to wipe these people out. They're evil. Get rid of them. They're useless or hopeless. They're evil. Their hearts are corrupted to the core, and maybe there's some genetic things going on as well, some bloodline stuff that causes them to be evil and unredeemable, unrepentant, 
But some of them were left. So Why? Like to test to test Israel to teach them how to fight. And I think these fight these battles back then, by the way, I think a typology of our spiritual warfare we have today. Yeah. To test them. To test them. So why was why did evil come back after the flood? Well, there was eight people on the boat. Only one of them is declared righteous. It doesn't say anything about the other people that they're righteous or not. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure some of, you know, at least uh, at least one of his sons seem to be pretty good, pretty okay. But they're they're not perfect. And uh, even Noah, like I said, Noah got drunk and passed out naked after the flood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so something else would have made him righteous, though, not because they couldn't sin ever, because they obviously all did. Including yeah, a- yeah, but we're gonna see we're gonna see that uh, Ham and his uh, and Canaan, Canaan. Look at look at this verse we just read. Canaan was a descendant of Ham. Yeah, and all these Canaanite bloodlines are 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 giants, and they're evil, and they're wicked, and they need to be exterminated. But God left some of them alive to test the Israelites. Mm-hmm. So that's so why we're test being tested. God let Satan into the Garden of Eden to test. See, it's Ad- it's our job. It's our job. It's Adam's job to rebuke Satan and, and to obey God instead of obeying Satan. So how does all of this relate to what's going on today? I don't know if we can say everything. We'll get the, the, the video will get censored if <laughs> Well without the this, you know, I mean, other than that, it seems like the powerful people that are ruling over us, they have some sort of symbology of, you know, the wickedness. That they, was- they 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 think that these Nephilim and the fallen angels are the good guys, and Satan yeah. is the good guy as well for opening our eyes and. But why you know, isn't God liberating us? Out? I guess that's my question. Why? Well, he will. He will. He will. It's promised yeah, that later. He will. Like Later. why not immediate judgment? Like why 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 have all these six thousand years of history? You know, I mean, it's just part of the process. It's like this. Uh, why did it take four thousand years for uh, Jesus to appear on the scene? Why have David be king and then Solomon just kind of ruins it all? Um, why have Abraham? Like, why not just why? Why was Abraham Abraham, and why didn't? Why didn't he just do the the Jesus uh, plan then? You know what I mean. Why wasn't Noah? Why wasn't? Why didn't Christ come instead of Noah? You know what I mean. They're like typologies, I think, and and it just keeps building and well, building. It's also, like telling and, uh, stories that no man could ever achieve without you know having salvation. Yeah. Like, yeah, so we get this Noah who seems like a savior almost. You know, he's going to yeah. save the world, right? He saved humanity. He saved all the animals uh, because because he obeyed God. But he didn't got, saving. He he was given an ark. As he obeyed God, he yeah. obeyed God. So so he 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 took part in this. He you know if Noah would have said nah. I don't feel like building the boat today. Mm. I don't think I'm going to do that. Well, <laughs> we, all, <laughs> we all would have been toast. No, yeah. I mean, it's, it is a typology that is like God was Christ in this situation. And the ark was the protection plan. So like today, Christ is our ark. 
yeah, yeah, protecting yeah. us. Yeah, in no, in Moses, Moses even started out on an ark. They call that little boat he was on uh, an ark. You know, um, when he was a well, baby. Well, Moses also had a plan for salvation for his people. For the yeah, and, yeah. and he's a. And typology. they all failed. You know, they all failed. All the people yeah. failed. That's the big part of the Bible story, I think, is he, the failure of humanity, but the grace of God, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. That we're all pretty much failures till we get to the very end, and there's that's just we're just broken people. There's no there's yeah, no way yeah. to get perfect because people always say, you know, like you're trying to be uh, like if you are a believer, you're somehow like perfect, but in fact, that's not what's happening. Is that he's taking all the imperfect people and bringing him to himself. So it's not like, you know, how other religions they try to follow. They think the more they uh, read their text, that the more holy they become, like, uh, in a way. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, it's, yeah. It's oh, they're becoming people. spiritual. And yeah. Perfect. yeah, it's all about me and my yeah. spiritual feeling. Yeah. Or being perfect. Yeah. Well, really, the story is saying nobody's perfect. They're all sinners. Even even in the, in the, even Paul says in one of his verses, he says, uh, I'm not perfect. Yeah. You know, I'm not perfect yet. Because you get all this stuff and that people think, oh, you're never going to sin again and yeah, all yeah. this stuff. But but we do. It's, it's just the, the thing is we don't enjoy it and we don't deliberately go out and we're not deliberately in, in rebellion against God anymore. We've repented and we submit the baptism. Um, well, it's the submission stuff. part that we try to go back, even if we stray. We try. It's still to, kind of a daily battle. Yeah, it's, it, we're yeah. in we're in the midst of spiritual warfare, and we have these we have this imperfect world existing at the same time. There's this, um, you know, this church, this kingdom of God is beginning. We have the Holy Spirit, but yet we still have our fleshly bodies. We'll be given new bodies. In fact, I heard someone say the other day, um, you know, our spirit gets regenerated, but our body does not. Not yet. Not yet. Later on, it does. But right now, we can regenerate. Our, our spirit can be regenerate, but our body is still our same old body that we were born with, you know? And, yeah, um, thank so you. So it's a spiritual thank warfare, you know, the battle of the spirit and the flesh and all that stuff. It's still going on, um, but a lot of it's a test, you know, and... Uh, and we're still kind of being tested. What do you I think. Think a lot of this tribulation is a test, I think. Yeah. What do you think this word fair means here? Well, it's kind of quirky there. The, the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives in all which they chose. What what the heck is going on? Uh, ESV says attractive. Uh, um, probably beautiful, you know, pretty, beautiful, desirable. Ah. Uh, um, pleasing good pleasant yeah you know in fact that's kind of like the uh isn't didn't eve save something very similar about the fruit of the tree yeah actually yeah so you see they're they're kind of uh so it's, it's this immediate gratification it's lust happens. basically yeah th these angels fell into lust yeah essentially it's it's lust it's they're coveting um where did Adam and Eve? Uh, I think stand? Edom, uh, chapter three. Yeah, I think I think uh, Eve had something, um, and she saw that the tree was good for food; and it was pleasing to the eyes and yeah. desirable. Ple verse six, pleasing to the eyes. 
see, it's a similar kind of thing, right? Sin. Yeah. So that's kind of where I think the angels had a see, the angels are not perfect either. They're mortal, but they're not uh only God is perfect, right? So so these angels are created beings. And I think most of them, you know, are faithful and obedient, but uh, some of them sinned just like Eve sinned here. And well, they're they, and like they're, they're women, the they wanted women. That's why they sinned, right? They gave up their children. I think maybe they also wanted the children, though. Maybe they knew that, oh, that yeah. you know, I think well, that was, it was like they knew the children were going to come. They wanted children. They wanted to have children. They're like, because, you know, there's something in that. Hey, hey, let's make our own species why weren't they satisfied if they lived in this angelic realm heavenly with god you mean adam and eve no the angel you can say the same thing you could say the same exact question about adam and eve right yeah right they had it all they were they, they had it they had it the adam and adam and eve had it really good but desire they were not satisfied satan i think maybe satan tempted these angels to do this i think whoever satan is wherever he came later. from you know, yeah. Satan's the, the the prince of the demons, right? Prince mm -hmm. of uh, Prince Satan. Um, I think maybe Satan. I mean, it doesn't say that, but you know, they, they were tempted. They were they were kind of encouraged. There was a, they were there were this idea came into their head somehow, and they were just like just like human. Why do we sin? Why do people sin? Why did why did uh, Adam and Eve sin? They had it all. You know, wanted to share why this. did Solomon, why did Solomon, Solomon was the richest and wisest and most powerful man on earth, but yet he whored after other gods. Why he, and he had a thousand wives and girlfriends. It was all women again. It was never satisfied, right? The heart is never satisfied. Mm, but human nature and angel nature too. I why guess. not just give the angels wives and children then? I mean, if that's what's going to make them happy. But anyway, because God just, decides, God created the world, uh, and and we didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why you can wipe he, out. He sets all the rules. Humanity. He sets the rules. So I wanted to share this from last chapter because we left a couple of things open ended. Remember, we were talking about that all the names had meanings. So yeah. I got this little chart here where i guess if you follow from all the people there it says man is appointed mortal sorrow but god bless god shall come down teaching his death shall bring the despairing comfort and rest i don't know i thought it was just cute but the other question yeah noah noah does mean rest definitely yeah 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 so maybe they That's um, interesting. the other thing that we were talking about last time was who was around. Mm, there's Noah a timeline. All right. The, yeah. So it looks like everybody died, including Lemek, before the flood, except for Methuselah, the grandfather. He was the only one that got affected by and Lamech. Lamech. What about Lamech? He, he died before. So oh, right be before the flood, just right before. Yeah. Ah. It according to this chart. Right. Okay, if it's correct. Yeah. But maybe All we'll right. come across that as we continue reading. If you but die. so yeah, so the so the stuff we just read about in Genesis one at the beginning could have happened uh um there there is an extra biblical text that talks about it happening in the days of Jared um and Enoch. 
and e well yeah we know the book of enoch is all about that stuff so but it could have began uh you know at the earliest uh, generations basically any time before the flood that stuff could have started what so stuff? it could have been going on a while the the hybrids the creation oh of hybrids. yeah i think that definitely yeah. happened all this time yeah could have um, been i mean we're yeah not told, but, had... you know jared is kind of a traditional understanding that the days of jared and enoch from so this maybe timeline, um, a thousand years like, maybe they were like a couple thousand years span before a thousand years before the flood yeah so there's quite a long time of this corruption going on yeah um and you can see uh, noah was what the great grandson of enoch although it looks like they didn't overlap i thought they overlapped a bit i guess not the other thing you see wow. how the time uh, their lifespan is getting shorter and shorter. So like 800 years or a total of like over 900 plus years here. And then gradually yeah, after the flood, yeah. they're like even 600 years after the flood, but then they kept getting lower and lower to yeah. and was only 175. And I think, you know, I think the flood kind of changed, um, Maybe the original creation had a was a bit was different than it is now. Like the flood, um, yeah, it just may have changed a lot of things. Basically, and the other thing on uh, the question that we were talking about, like you know how Cain, where did he get his wives? Well, one thing that um, I did notice the verses in the Bible is saying that you know Adam and Eve had many sons and daughters. But they didn't mention even all the sons. It only mentioned three and really two uh, family lines of Seth and Cain. Even yeah. though Adam had like other sons and other. Yeah, daughters. they had. They did. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. They're just not really part of the, uh, the, the genealogies. Right. So uh, God made a point just to have Cain's gene genealogy, which ended before the flood and then Seth's genealogy which continued on with noah yeah although it's possible some of the wives of noah's son's wives like where did they come from um maybe they came from the line of cain uh, yeah and i think uh in the bible they do have like uh exact like who which wife came from where so maybe as we read to it yeah, next time we can get into that a little bit. Yeah, yeah I mean, these bloodlines, there are people who like do extensive uh, research into the bloodlines, and there are some uh, interesting uh, uh, patterns that emerge, you know. Wow, so that's a lot today. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's just then, one chapter, Genesis 6. Yeah, so it looks like it might go a little slower because the next one's going to be exciting too. That's the actual flood, flood, where all the waters are coming from heaven and the earth. Yeah, okay. maybe we can cover um, seven and eight, eight. maybe. Yeah. Um, let's see, maybe. You know, we'll just take it, you know, see how it goes. Yep. Um. And then Abraham's story, yeah. which I can't wait for that one too, because that's exciting stuff after that. Yeah. I'm jumping ahead. But it, it looks like we might be spending a few weeks or a couple of months on this book. But I think this is an, a very important book, though, because it, it ties in like you were reading other verses and stuff to make the connections, which you wouldn't know until you read this yeah. book. 
No, Genesis is really one of the most important books of the Bible, I'd say. It's very foundational to our understanding. And the New Testament writers, even the Old Testament writers, keep referring back to it. Yeah. You know, and it's, uh, and you know, and we learn things from, you know, it is, it is part of the Torah, right? It's the teaching and instruction through the narrative. So we're learning things through the narrative. So what did we uh, learn from this chapter so far? (laughs) Other than that we're wicked. I mean, and God saved us. I guess that's the only. God can destroy the world and he can also uh, provide a way of a means of salvation. Yeah, an ark. So like you said, uh, Jesus is our ark now. And and if we're going to be in the days of Noah again, which we probably are now already, then what's our, what's the ark that we're going to get on? You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know, the Exodus, which I can't wait to get to that book too, that kind of, I think, gives a lot of hope of what happens, how God t- took care of his people in the desert, where he had to, they were not no longer in the system. They had to be relying 100% on God in the desert. The with, mana from heaven, and they complained yeah. about it. Yeah, <laughs> and then the quail story. So yeah, I definitely think all the stuff that's happening in the Old Testament is going to really be important coming up. There's a lot of typology over and over again, right? There's creation, uh, there's rebellion, there's destruction, there's judgment, and yeah. then there's salvation. It's like this this cycle that keeps repeating itself, uh, these thematic cycles that repeat over and over and over again. Yeah, and he's giving the Old people, Testament. He's always giving the few people that make it, you know, and then they they get yeah. the life. The rest die. Yeah. Even yeah, even in that that Numbers thirteen story about the spies and the Nephilim, only those two guys, only uh, two people from the Israelites entered the Promised Land. Oh, really? Which one now? Joshua and Caleb. Well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that's the you know kind of relates to what we talked about the Nephilim after the flood. Yeah. So uh, I think I think a lot of our questions, you know, I always think of things after we finish. I always think of things over the next week that I forgot I to mention, <laughs> new ideas or whatever. But uh, yeah. I think as we go, we still have some unsolved questions. I'm sure we'll uh, maybe uh, maybe those answers will come as we continue to read. Yeah, the unsolved question for now is still bugging me about the angel and humans having babies. So I don't know. Well, how that's that. bugged everybody for the last <laughs> couple thousand years, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, the problem is we don't know much about the angels. Like, it's not like we see them, you know, all the time. And so we don't know what they really are. Maybe right. some people, I know some people claim to see angels. I don't know. Maybe I have, but it, if I, if there, there was something in my life where possibly I had a, there was an angel, but it looked like a human, female, actually. Um, she so been, they can, some, some people have told me, I've told this, I won't get into it, but I've told this story to Christians and they'd be like, dude, that was an angel. No, really? That's crazy, man. It was like, maybe. You never know. Well, now I'm um, curious what this nah, no, angel looked like. A <laughs> <If we, laughs> woman. Uh, uh, but, um, you know, so it's like, um, you know, we don't know. And what's that verse? You know, be, be courteous to strangers because it may be an angel, right? There's a verse that talks courteous about to that. them, but it didn't say to sleep with them. So I still... I don't know. We'll leave that. I didn't place. sleep with her. <laughs> no. But I mean, like. She wouldn't let me. They <laughs> did in the days of Noah to 
come in the form of humans. Yeah, that was a sin. And they're put in the abyss. They're put in prison. They weren't supposed to do that. That's the thing. They were not supposed to do that. They sinned. And they paid for it. Everybody did. Okay. So next time we'll do the flood flood. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate all that. Yep. Same to you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.